Hi, um, my name is Brie, um, Brie Hirsch, and I, I don't know why I decided to start a podcast. I, I really like to talk, and um, <laughs> I like to talk a lot. Um, I have, I feel like I have a lot of great things to say, um, and I end up talking to people and giving people advice. Um, not a lot, but end up giving people advice quite a bit. And um, some of it's warranted, some of it's unwarranted. And I find myself, I'm a yoga teacher. I teach at Happy Flow Yoga, which I actually own. Um, and I find myself in class saying things where at the end of class people go, wow, you always say exactly what I needed to hear. You always do exactly what I need to do. And and that's happened to me with yoga teachers before where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was so intertwined with them. And they said exactly what I needed to, what I needed to hear. And they did exactly what I needed to do in my body. And wow, we're on the same page. And so that's very common that that happens. Um, but for some reason I just have this massive need to help people and to change the world and to make the world um, a happier place, a better place than it, than what it is right now. And and my whole belief is that if one person is listening to this and that changes their day, which in turn makes them nicer when they go and pick up their Starbucks and when they go to pick up their Starbucks or whatever coffee that you drink. And instead of having a frown on your face because maybe you had a bad morning, you have a smile on your face because you listened to somebody that was positive. And in turn, that person that is offering you the the drink, your barista, in turn now they're having a better start to their day or, or something positive happened in their life because of me. So it's a compounding effect. So I'm not trying to like reach a hundred million people. I mean, that would be great. I'm not trying to reach a hundred million people right now. My whole goal is if this affects one person, then it's good. And I have a class of 60 people and one person comes up to me and says like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear. That's all that matters to me. Um, When I put a, a post on Facebook and, and, somebody sends me a private message and is like, I admire everything that you're saying. I'm going through something like that in my life right now or on Instagram or on Snapchat or whatever. That just tells me that what I'm doing is right. And, um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and agreeing and finding myself nodding my head. And I think I decided that I wanted to make my own podcast. So here I am. My name is Brie Hirsch. Um, I am the owner, the co-owner of happy flow yoga and um so I am 22 years old um no I'm not 22 years old I'm 23 years old I signed the lease when I was 22 um right before right before I turned 23 so I was like yes gotta sign the lease before I turn 23 gotta have the 22 year old um signing a lease for her own business um when I was I mean, I don't have this like awesome story of I've always wanted to own a yoga studio and I've always known that I was going to be a business owner and this and that. I've just always been um, bossy. I always have an opinion. Um, I always think I can make it better. Not in that like 
cocky guy that drives the really nice sports car and he's like oh I know how we can make this place better no I always have like a genuine like every time I go out to dinner Charles and I um which is my boyfriend you'll hear about you'll you will hear about him um quite a bit but um Charles is my boyfriend and my business partner and we'll go to dinner and I'll be like wow I would not hire her because of this and this and this but you know, she could be having a really bad day. What if she had a bad customer and she's just taking it out on us? I wish I could tell her, like, if she could, she would just let it go. And every single customer is a new customer. And I'm always, I'm always having thoughts like that. Or I'm always saying, like, man, I wish they would put that sign over there instead. Because when I walk in, my eye doesn't go to that sign. My eye goes to the right, not the left. So I always have these thoughts in my head ever since I was little. Um, when I was in kindergarten, um, my kindergarten teacher, my mom has this on a report card somewhere. My kindergarten teacher said she's going to be her own boss one day. And my mom never forgot that. Every time I would be like bossy, I just use air quotes right now, but every time I would be bossy or, um, somebody would like look at my mom with like, like, what is your daughter doing? She would repeat. Um, yeah, when she was in kindergarten, her teacher said that she's going to be her own boss one day. So we'll see. (laughs) And, um, when I was 15 years old, um, one of my mom's friends was just talking to me. Um, my brother was in sports, so we were at one of the sports games or something, and I was just talking to this woman, and she goes, I want you to work for me. Um, I'm opening up a, a small boutique, and it was in our local town. I'm opening up a small boutique, and I would like you to work with work with me. And um, I was like, okay, I was 15. So luckily she opened in the summertime, so I was able to be there like every single day because I was in school. Um, I was able to be there every single day from open to close, help her get it open. Um, in the beginning, she wasn't even paying me cause she wasn't open yet. I was just there. I was like, this is my job now. Like if we're going to take this to the top, I want to be like the ground level person. And not even a month after she opened, um, she had a drastic change in her life and she couldn't be at the shop anymore. Or if she was there, her mind wasn't there. And I was the only other person that was kind of like with her from the beginning. So I took over. I, I did everything. I opened, I closed, I counted the register. I, I rearranged the store. Um, I made the window signs, um, literally everything. Um, I would help her go and buy clothes. Um, and eventually she had to actually close up shop and she ended up opening up a location at what we call the swap meet, but it's not a swap meet. It's an outdoor retailer. And in Orange County, we call it the swap meet. So if you're from Orange County, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's not like half-eaten cereal boxes and worn socks like you find at like most swap meets. This is like a really nice thing. So you buy new stuff and it's nice and you have to pay to actually get in and walk around. Um, but every single Saturday and Sunday throughout the entire year, doesn't matter if it was raining, it didn't matter if it was 102 degrees outside, every single Saturday and Sunday, we would get to the swap meet at 4 a.m., and we would leave at 5 p.m., and we did heavy lifting, and we had to move fast, and we had to put our makeup on in the dark, (laughs) and uh, we started off sometimes with, like, five different layers of jackets, and then ended up wearing, like, shorts in the middle of the day so we had to be really really prepared and it really taught me about hustle and it really taught me about um 
putting the business on my own shoulders because I was there. I was her right-hand man. I was her number one. I was only 15, 16, 17 years old, but it really taught me that your business is my business. Your goals are my goals. Um, your win is my win, you know, or like my win is your win. Um, and then when I went, went, and then when I went into retail, I worked at a fortune like 250 (laughs) sized company. We were all very, very proud that we were like a fortune 250, um, company, not a fortune 500 company. And, um, when I, so I went into this company and I quickly rose to a manager position, a, a team lead position, um, because I had this thought that my win is your win, your win is my win, um, your goals are my goals. Um, if the business wins, I win. Um, that mentality that, that most people don't get and don't have. And it was just who I was. It was just how I started off, and I didn't really know how to shut that off or change it. I also had this hustle mentality. So I never had nothing to do. If it, if it was slow and if the shelves were stocked and if this was done and if everything was done and the store looked perfect, there was always something to do. And so I shot to a manager position really, really fast. And that's where um, your win became my win. So a lot of the managers there, um, it was kind of required that the manager on staff on duty right now had to have the best numbers. So we calculated our numbers. The manager um, had to have the best numbers. And I would get so excited, so excited when one of my girls, because it was a majority of girls, we had some men too, but um, when one of my girls would beat me, when she would have better sales numbers than me. And people thought I was crazy. People thought I was insane because they're like, her, if her numbers are better than you. Why isn't she the manager? Why are you the manager if her numbers are better than you? And I beat, so we would have these things called segments where every two hours you had an amount of money that you were supposed to make and you had all these metrics that you were supposed to look at. And if your name was on there, you better be showing up because it represented you. But then we also had to compete with the other managers throughout the day. So if there were four managers and we each had two segments for an eight-hour day, I would want my two to be better than the two before me and the two after me. So you wanted to have the best segment. You wanted to have the best numbers as a manager. Um, I'm very competitive, so I definitely had the best numbers, or I tried to each time. Um, So I was beating my other coworkers, my other colleagues, my other managers, but I would get so excited when one of my girls would beat me because it's still representing me, but you know what it is representing? It's representing that she's, if she's doing better than me, I did my job right. If she is killing it and if she is selling and if she's under me and she's asking me questions and, and I'm helping her and I'm guiding her, then, then I'm winning. Her win is my win, you know? Um, my win is her win because we're all in the same segment together. It was all about teamwork, but building the other person up. And I think a lot of people don't think like that. They think like, oh, it's a competition. I need to win. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win. And that is not how I play. So moving into, moving into office spaces, because I realized that retail was 
a college job and I needed to have a big girl job and go inside of an office. At least that's what everybody was telling me. Everybody had this, put this idea. Everybody old, older than 20 puts this idea in our heads. And luckily the movement is changing towards you don't have to have a degree, but they put this idea in your head that you have to go to a nice college, a good college. Then at this good college, you have to decide at 18 years old what you want to do for the rest of your life. You have to spend all this money and all this time to get a degree, to get a piece of paper that people ask you if you have, but then don't ever check to see if you have it. You know how many people, you know how many jobs think I have my bachelor's degree in math and science? I don't. But have they ever checked? No. So um, one of the jobs that I actually got hired for thought I had my bachelor's degree. They never asked for it. So it doesn't matter what I get. It doesn't matter what you get this piece of paper in. But you have all this knowledge for, I'm going on a tangent now about colleges, but you have all this knowledge for one subject, for math and science, right? That's what I was going for. I got my AA in math and science, and then I couldn't pass one of the classes, and they told me that I needed to switch majors, which was stupid and awful. And I ended up going through business, and I hated the business classes. I ended up dropping out. But it's okay, because I'm a business owner now, so I don't need a college degree, because (laughs) you get a college degree so that you can have a good job. That's what these 30-something-plus-year-olds are instilling in our mindset. You have to go to a really good college. You have to, from college, get a really good job. And you cannot get a good job unless you have a college degree, which I think is bowl. Anyways, (laughs) they're telling us that we have to go to college. And I don't know where I was going with this, but they're telling us that we have to go to college in order to get a really good job. Um, And then they're telling us that a really good job is in the office. That's where I was going with this. They're telling us that a really good job is in the office and that you have to drive in traffic. This is like the, maybe this is just Orange County, but this is what I've found. A really good job, I just use air quotes, a really good job is driving in traffic miserable in clothes that you don't want to wear, walking in and going straight to the coffee machine, not talking to anybody until you get your coffee, and then sitting at a chair all day long doing mindless work for fractions of what your business, your company is being paid. Um, I was in sales and I would make ridiculous sales. I was like 20 years old and I'm making these ridiculous sales. I was in, um, uh, security sales and I was selling to big companies like Amazon. And, uh, one of my companies was eBay and I had BJ's, which was, um, a company on the East coast. And so these big, massive like fries where they were making these huge orders and, they weren't ever making these orders before. And I was like breaking, uh, records left and right. Everybody was, what's your, what's your, um, what's your secret? What do you, what's your secret? What are you, what are you doing? Are you you giving them discounts? No, they don't get any discounts. None of my clients got any discounts. I was their best friend and they were my best friend. At least they thought that, at least I thought that. But every time we'd get on the phone, we wouldn't even talk about the security systems. We wouldn't talk about how many I needed them to order, how many they needed to order. We would talk about my weekend. We would talk about their weekend. We would talk about their kids, what the weather's like where they're at. 
oh my gosh, I sat in traffic today. We would talk about whatever they wanted to talk about for about a half an hour. And then right before the phone call ended, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> we didn't even talk about what we were supposed to talk about. How many do you want to order? And they would come up with this number and they would put the order in and, and it would be done. So anyways, I'm making these ginormous deals and I was getting point zero zero one percent commission with a salary that was so small, so small that I couldn't even have a salary. I was being paid by the hour. And when I asked for a raise because I was breaking records, they told me that I was too young and they couldn't give me a raise because it wouldn't be fair to all the 45-year-olds that were in my office that had worked there for years and that had more experience than I did. So I got pissed off and I left. <laughs> and um, I took my knowledge that I have of putting the business on my shoulders. I took my, when you win, I win. I took my hustle. I took my drive. One of the biggest questions that I answer is, it's drive. That's what it is. It's drive. Because you can hustle all day long, but you have to be driven to hustle. And there's a lot of people that hustle in a small in a circle. They don't hustle to an end point. They just hustle in a circle. I have a lot of girlfriends that are exhausted and they're working so hard, but they don't really have an end goal. So they're just kind of like chasing their tail, but they're exhausted, right? And I feel like a lot of people do that. So I took all of that and I decided to become a yoga teacher was teaching like 20 classes a week and um which is crazy yoga teachers don't teach that amount of classes like some do there's like a very small percentage of yoga teachers that teach 20 plus classes a week but the majority of yoga teachers teach like up to 12 and they're exhausted um but it's okay I was I was hustling I had an end goal I wanted to become an Instagram famous yogi that travels the world and does workshops and doesn't have to have another job because they're so famous. Well, that went out the window really fast because nobody followed me on Instagram. <laughs> but I'm like, nobody was calling me asking me to come teach at their studio, even though I was this amazing teacher. It just didn't work like that. So I was 22, well, maybe I was 21 or 22. I was 22 years old and my boyfriend was 27, 28. And, um, we bought a overlander and we were going to travel the world in our overlander. It was actually an ambulance converted into a four by four vehicle. It was really, really, really cool. We had it for about a year. Um, and we had told everybody we had dates set when we were leaving. I had, I had told everybody he had told his job that he was going to end up quitting, um, and we had this, this ideology that if, if we take two years off, right, if I take two years off and I travel the world in this ambulance van that was four by four vehicle, like armor tank, if I travel from Alaska to Argentina and do this Pan-American trip, right, it's going to take me two years. And then I wanted to do, um, the United States wanted to hit every single state, of course, except for Hawaii, because we wouldn't be able to get it, get the ambulance there. Um, if it took me two years to do this and I started when I was 22, I would be 24. I have friends in their thirties that 
still work at Starbucks, you know? So if we dropped everything and we took this trip, we would still be young. So we still had to make a little bit more money and I needed to make ends meet. And I was teaching private classes to people at their houses and I was driving everywhere. I was driving an hour to do an hour long class to drive an hour home for a hundred dollars. So that's all fine and dandy. A hundred dollars an hour. You're making bank, right? But it's not a hundred dollars an hour. It's a hundred dollars for three hours, which drops down to like $30 an hour, which is still not bad. It's still pretty good, but traffic and gas. And if I could make a hundred dollars in my hometown, then why would I be driving an hour away? So I was looking for like a little small location, like a little tiny place that I could get into, like literally a closet where I could just fit two yoga mats in. I could open the door and say, hi, welcome to class. Come in. And I have like, have like a speaker system set up and like maybe like a couch or something. Like I was looking for something very, very small. Nobody would call me back. Nobody would answer the phone. People were hanging up on me. Like it was just like, Door after door after door was being slammed in my face. And I recognize that it's probably because of the way I talk. Because I talk so happy and I'm so bubbly and I just get so excited about things. And and it worked for me when I was in sales. And it worked for me when I was at retail because the more bubbly you sounded, people were just totally okay with being your friend and they thought I was so cute. But it wasn't working when it, when it was trying to do business stuff or when I was trying to get into business stuff. So... Finally, somebody called me and I said, I'm looking to spend like not even $500 a month. Don't even want 500 square feet. Do you have anything where I can do yoga classes in? And he goes, yoga? Uh, yeah, I have a place. It's bigger than what you want. I think it'd be a really good yoga studio. I don't do yoga, but I think it'd be a really good yoga studio. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want a yoga studio. I want a, like a place where I can do yoga. And he goes, no, 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 I like this place. Just go check it out. It's bigger than what you want. And I come across, and so I think he's like blowing smoke, right? And I'm getting ready to, because I'm a salesperson, so I don't get sold very often. So I show up at this place, like expecting to hate it and expecting to call him back and be like, no, give me what I asked for. And so I walk up, and I put my head on the window and I cut my hands around so that I can see inside and I call my boyfriend Charles and I say I need to go to the bank and see if I can get a loan because I'm going to open up a yoga studio and a month later we sold the ambulance and we signed the lease uh two months later for our first yoga studio and currently I'm looking for my second yoga studio and we've been open for five months. Um, and here's the thing. I have the drive and I have the hustle in the direction that I want to go. So it's not just that I'm working really, really, really hard. I'm working really, really, really hard in one direction. I'm shooting in that one direction, right? Um, I have, I have always, ever since I was 15, so, oh my goodness, almost 10 years. Ah, I'm going to be 24 in a few months. That's crazy. 
I know that some of you guys are not my age that are potentially listening to this, but it just seems crazy to me that I'm almost going to be 25. So it's almost going to be 10 years since I've felt like your business is my business. Your happiness is my happiness. Your wins are my wins. Your sale is my sale. You know, your, your full class is my full class. So I have the hustle and the drive in one direction, right? And I know exactly which direction I want to take that in. I have this thought of, um, your win is my win. And I also have the thought that I'm 23 years old. I'm going to be 24. If, if I take all this time and the studio fails and I have a second studio, my student, my second studio fails. Say, let's say in three years, everything just goes to absolute manure right? Everything just dies. In three years from now, I'll be 27, 26, 27. You know, I'm still young AF and all my young people are going to know what that means. All my 40 somethings are going to be like, what does AF mean? (laughs) So I'm still super, super, super young. So why not take the risk? Why not put go all not all in because my eggs are not all in one basket, but why not go like ninety percent in all in and and go for it? you know why not? What do I have to lose five years out of my young life? That's the problem nobody nobody wants to waste the time. People think that that's what the problem with college is people and now I'm just rambling but 17, 16, and 17-year-olds are being asked, what do you want to do? I don't know. I have no idea. When I was 14, I thought I wanted to be an oncologist because my aunt got cancer, and I hated the way that the doctors and the nurses treated people. I wanted to be positive. I wanted to be the positive thing before their life ended. When I was 15, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I did French class because if I go to France for fashion week, I need to learn how to speak French. When I was 16, I wanted to be a chef. So I took a cooking class. When I was 17, I watched the TV show Bones and I wanted to be an anthropologist. And when I was 18, I went to the community college and I took a environmental biology class and I decided that I wanted to become a biologist. I wanted to save the planet by saving the oceans and the trees and the animals and um, basically be, not becoming like a conservationist, but I wanted to know everything that there was to know about the ocean and the trees and the sky and the plants and the animals and how they worked in their ecosystems. I wanted, I still, it's still a passion of mine, but I went from like one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, to the other end of the spectrum, to the other end of the spectrum. Can you imagine if I needed to make a decision and spend a crap ton of money on a university? I went to the junior college. I was only paying $36 a, a, a unit. You know, whereas if I went to university and said, I want to be an oncologist and then quickly realized 
that I didn't want to be an oncologist, I would have spent 300 units, $300 a unit instead of $36 a unit, you know? So how do they expect? It's like this common knowledge thing that when you're 14, 15, 16, people start asking you what you want to do. That's why nobody uses their degree because we don't know what the hell we want to do until we have some life experience. High school is not life experience. (laughs) I wish I was back in high school. No worries, none whatsoever. I wish I was back in college too, because no worries whatsoever. We have, and even the worries that we're going through now, even the stress that we're going through now, isn't even real stress. I have privileged problems. But it's not the same problems that I had when I was high school. It's not the same problem that my girlfriend um, works for an office and the, the, the water cooler broke. And so there was havoc in the, in the store. And I'm like, your water cooler broke. Cool, bro. Um, I just got a scam call from Edison and they told me they're going to shut my power off for five days if I didn't pay this massive bill, like, which is still a very privileged problem because we're in sunny California and it doesn't really matter if your power's off, especially because we're a yoga studio, but like my friends are complaining about their water cooler being broken. Anyways, all I'm doing is rambling. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm going to try and get one of these out. I'm just going to try and ramble and ramble and ramble because I like rambling. Um, and kind of talk to you guys a little bit. Um, whoever's listening, if anybody's listening, I hope you guys, whoever's listening to this, wherever you're at, in your car, in your office, while you're taking a bubble bath, because that's when I listen to my podcast, um, I hope that this kind of helps you with your day, helps you be a little bit more positive, and I hope that it kind of shoots you forward a little bit more, shoots you, um, in the right direction a little bit more. Thank you so much.